Are you about to buy some new equipment? I'm gonna share with you a few things to consider. Let's talk about that right now. Welcome to the Lawn Care Frank Podcast, where we help lawn care professionals like yourself start and grow their business by tackling obstacles such as finding customers, hiring talented people, spreading brand awareness, and much, much more. Now your host, Lawn Care Frank. What's going on, Lawn Care Pros? So today we're gonna talk a little bit about the types of equipment that are out there and what's kind of important when it comes to choosing what you're going to use. So as you well know, you know, there's so many different brands to choose from, models and such, right? You got the Toros, Honda, Skag, Gravely, there's so many different uh, models to choose from. In my business, it wasn't so much whether we used a Toro or a Honda, it was more about the relationship that we have with the distributor. And I want you to kind of really think about that. Um, when I was first starting out, we, we were actually doing some tree work, so we were doing some like stump grinding, that kind of thing. And I remember, you know, we were testing out stump grinders, and we have a distributor really close by, a Vermeer distributor. So I was, you know, contemplating between that, and there was a couple other brands, but the other brands, I heard really great reviews on them, but there wasn't really a distributor nearby. You don't want to be out in the field and your equipment breaks and you don't have a distributor nearby or a distributor that's backlogged, you know, two, three, four weeks out, right? So you want to be able to find somebody locally and build that relationship with them in order to get your equipment in and out as quickly as possible. So again, there are so many different equipment types out there and I'm sure we'll do some reviews for you guys down the road. But right now, what I really want you to focus in on is building that relationship with your distributor. You know, if you buy a Honda or if you buy a Toro or a Skag, do you have a distributor nearby that's knowledgeable in that product line, right? Do they have a repair center that's fully staffed so you can get stuff in and out as quickly as possible? So you can test them on some of these things by just asking them the question. Hey, you know, when I purchase this and, you know, something happens in the middle of summer, just, I'm just curious, you know, what's your turnaround? Are you guys usually like two weeks out? Do you guys put, you know, us as contractors ahead of, you know, a homeowner, right? So if a homeowner brings in a mower and I bring in a mower, am I going to get priority over the homeowner? So you want to ask those kind of things and get reassurance from your distributor and in particular, you know, hone in on one person that you can really, you know, have that conversation with, get their phone number, ask them questions, and make sure that you're comfortable with that distributor and that person and really building that relationship. Again, it's really important to do this because what good is it if you've got the best, you know, operating mower, but when it breaks and they all break, or if you need parts, right, you need a belt, you need whatever, and you need some gears, you need whatever it is, right? And you can't get the parts. What good is that, right? So I remember I was visiting one of my clients and he took me to a storage unit and he was running a particular line. I'm not gonna mention the line because I don't wanna badmouth any particular line and or brand. And he had a bunch of, you know, uh, 21 inch mowers and they were all kind of broken down and they, they all had similar issues and, you know, he had a warehouse and I tell you, he, he ran a very busy business, 
but it wasn't efficient on the back end when it came to the equipment type maintenance, right? They didn't really have, you know, a maintenance program in place, which I encourage that you do, you know, get you a maintenance book. Um, and if you're wondering how many times should I do this or how many times I should do that, refer to the owner's manual, get all that information and apply it towards your business, right? Because if you're using the mower and you know, you're doing 30 cuts or 40 cuts or 300 cuts in a week with that same mower, it's going to be different, right? So you're going to have to do different things at different intervals, right? Changing the oil, the filter, that kind of thing. Make sure you have something in place for your guys and for yourself so you can make sure that you're maintaining your equipment. And going back to my uh, client, you know, he had, I don't know, like 25 different mowers in this warehouse. And a lot of it was uh, from many years back, right? So something would break, he would put it out there. I mean, this guy could not throw away uh, anything, right? So he had all this equipment and he's paying storage fees. And I'm like, do you really need the storage? I mean, this was an extra storage over and beyond what his business needed, right? So he was paying... I don't know, like 350 bucks storage fees, and he was just storing all this junk. And I'm like, have you touched this thing in the last, you know, two, three years? No, no, but I'm sure I'm gonna need something out there. So the reason I mention all that stuff is A, having a good relationship with your um, uh, distributor where, you know, when you get to the point where uh, some of this equipment is getting older, you have a good enough relationship where you can say, hey, uh, Mr. Jones at my, ABC distributor, do you know anybody that's looking for some used equipment? And just turn this stuff around. Don't let it sit idle. Don't pay a storage fee for equipment that you could use or you could sell used to somebody else that needs it, right? And if you're going to part it out, go ahead and part it out right now and just get rid of whatever you don't need. Anyway, I, I, I just wanted to mention that from a clutter standpoint. You know, if you have things that are cluttered, your mind's going to be cluttered. You're not going to be able to focus in on what you need to do because, you know, he was always, you know, complaining to me about, man, I've got the storage fee. I might have to get another storage. I'm like, no, you don't. You've got plenty of equipment here that you can sell used and just get rid of. But he just couldn't get himself to that point, right? We don't want to be, you know, just holding on to things because we feel like they're going to have some value down the road. They're not, you know, he had tons of weed eaters. He had tons of stuff that, you know, could have just been chunked, right? And now you're saving that 350 for the storage fee. He's got plenty of equipment where he can sell that, probably get 10, 15 grand just off used equipment. So I want you to really think about that. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to not get to that situation, right? So if you got a piece of equipment that's broken down and you can't fix it, right? Or you are going to replace it by getting something new. Go ahead and sell that other piece of equipment because somebody else can use maybe the parts or maybe it's to the point where it is operational and you can sell it as a used piece of equipment, right? Because I know whenever I was first starting out, I bought all my equipment used because I couldn't afford to buy new. So that's okay. So the, what I'm saying to you is there's a market for that. So get that equipment, fix it up and sell it, right? Don't 
carry the pain, especially if you're going to buy new equipment year after year, right? So with all that said, you know, we can really look at when is the right time for you to get new equipment, right? And again, I've done videos on this in the past where I've talked about don't just get equipment or don't just get new equipment for the sake of just getting new equipment. You want to ask yourself, is this piece of equipment going to be more efficient, right? And what I mean by efficient is, you know, is it going to be more reliable for one, right? Is it going to be you know, a better cut, a cleaner cut? Is it going to save me time in turn, make me more money, right? Because with the old equipment, maybe it doesn't start all the time or you have issues or it breaks down all the time or whatever that might be where it's not in production all the time. You know, the wheels need to be done or the, the gears need to be done every two, three weeks. It's just really outlived what it needs to do that's when I would consider, you know, hey, it's time for me to transition to something new. And then I can take this piece of equipment and, you know, sell it used. I knew of a company, and this is something that you might really take a close look at, especially if you're transitioning into being a larger company. This was a very large company. And what they would do, they would actually sell all their used equipment every year and get all new equipment. Now that might not make sense to you, but this was a larger company. They had run the numbers and it really made a lot of sense in their market. I mentioned it a minute ago when it came to maintenance and I want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit further. I want you to have like a maintenance log book and I want you to have at least a sheet for every piece of equipment that you have, right? And I want you to log everything that you do for that piece of equipment. And once you figure out, you know, that I'm going to sharpen the blades every, you know, three days or two days. Again, that depends on the number of times you mow, right? The more you mow, the more you need to do that. Or you're going to not even sharpen it. You're going to just replace it. Whatever the decision you've made when it comes to your business model, I want you to have a log for each piece of equipment. So here it is, my mower, you know, on this particular day, I sharpened the blade and then I did it again three days later. I did it again three days later. And that way, even as a solo operator, if you're doing this and you're keeping track, I did the filter, I did the uh, oil change. Uh, oh, look, I had to replace the bearings on the wheels on this particular day. And I can look back and go, oh, look, I did this you know, just two weeks ago. That doesn't make sense. There's something going on that, you know, I need to talk to my distributor, the parts guy or the repair guy and figure out why am I having to replace this piece on a consistent basis? What am I not doing? And I can tell you it's probably because they're, they're attaching parts to that piece that need to be replaced at the same time. That way that particular piece is not getting worn down as quickly. But anyway, that's something that, you know, you will uh, uh, learn as you go along. But the most important thing in order for you to uh, curb this learning process is have a log, right? A sheet for each piece of equipment so you can see visually what am I doing and how often am I doing it and why are things going right and why are things going wrong. So I hope that helps out. Uh, just make sure that you're you know, starting off with the owner's manual, then you can adjust things as you see fit when it comes to your business model. 
I hope this episode was helpful to you today. We'll see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening to the Lawn Care Frank podcast. Please subscribe and visit LawnCareFrank.com for more helpful tips and information.